Good afternoon, everybody. You're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM. It's 4.05 p.m. and you're tuned into In the Booth with me, Alex Fernandez. Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. I hope you're having a great day so far. The weather is absolutely beautiful, as some people may say, but some people may not like the heat. Um, but I hope you're staying hydrated and staying cool out there. Um, so, like I said, you're tuned into In the Booth, and this is a weekly program where I bring on up-and-coming artists, not only in the Kingston area, but beyond that, all across Canada as well. And I chat with artists and musicians about their music, their tour, their shows. And this week, In the Booth, we are joined by local Kingston band Melancholy Caravan. Um, Melancholy Caravan will also be performing at our Centennial concert, taking place next Friday, July 29th at the Mansion. And they have many, many more shows on top of that. And we are very excited to welcome them onto CFR sees airwaves how are you guys doing today doing great doing Doing excellent excellent. awesome um so can you guys introduce yourselves for us just maybe like we can start maybe with connor and then just kind of go around in that hi everybody (laughs) i'm connor i play guitar in melancholy caravan and i also sing sometimes um i'd like now pass the mic to lucas hi i'm lucas i play drums and percussion in melancholy caravan uh hi there i'm ethan i waved for some reason on the radio. Uh, I play the bass and I sing and uh, all manner of other things. And last but not least. I'm Jay. I play the keys and the guitar. Nice to meet you all. Um, well, Connor, I met you multiple times before. We have uh, met. Downtown in various locations. But uh, yeah, it's super nice to meet the rest of you. And I'm so glad that you're with us today on CFRC. Um, so just to jump right into it, uh, can you tell us a little bit about how Melancholy Caravan originally formed as a band? I know that, um, Ethan and Connor are the two kind of most original members, so to speak. Longest serving. Longest serving members, we should say. (laughs) Um, and then Lucas joined and then Jay joined, I think, if I got my timeline right. But yeah, do you want to tell us a little bit about how you guys came together to form the band? You already got it. That's that's, That's that's it? So I just gave the story? Yeah, Yeah. there we go. Um, We we formed um, officially as Melancholy Caravan in 2019 um, with the old old squad in preparation for the album release that we'd been working on together for a while. Um, And we got Strange Cats out. And then the pandemic hit, and that was like a super mega bummer, dude, and yeah. like super not cool. And then um, you just you know um, the reason why we talk about our our, our current lineup is just because a couple of the guys from the old band uh, just moved away and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, got busy with other things in the pandemic and had to move on. And yeah, Ethan and I are <laughs> way too way too committed, uh, <laughs> way too committed. So we 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 stuck around and kept doing the thing. And then um, well. I'll pass the mic over to Ethan now to talk about the dudes that he met in college at St. Lawrence. Uh, thanks, Connor. So, yeah, um, we were down three members, uh, needing mainly a percussion player and then uh, <clears throat> another guitar slash key player to kind of fill out the rest of our sound. So when it was just Connor and I, I um, was going to school at St. Lawrence College for the Music and Digital Media Program at the thanks. time. Shout out. Shout out to uh, MDM. <laughs> Um, unfortunately, this was also, uh, right during the pandemic, so all of the schooling was online. Um, yeah, so, uh, did a bunch of online schooling, finally got into the studio to do, record a bit of a demo, uh, and it was myself playing bass, and it was Lucas playing drums, uh, for this demo. Uh, we did a demo of... Come Together. Come Together, yes. Uh, and we played to a click, and I thought, yo, this guy plays to a click, he plays drums how about you come over to 
practice pad and hang out for a little bit, do a quick jam. Uh, so brought him over to our house where we had a little drum set set up in like our attic. He's kind of a drumming under a slanted roof for the longest time, but uh, that's always nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the man had some chops and grooved well and kind of picked up on the originals that we had. So yeah. We added him to the group and we were a three piece for a while. Uh, played our first show at the mansion as the three piece melancholy caravan. Um, was this back in 2019 before the pandemic started? No, no, or? this is way after. Way out. This is yeah. like 20. This is like late 2021. Last the, year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah the like, mansion show like October 2021. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. And then we got uh, then we got super lucky um, and met uh, Bill Walichka outside of uh, the Merchant one night, and we were chatting to him about stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, he was he was cool and super interested. Shout out Bill if you're listening. And um, yeah, we did a TV interview with him on CKWS. Nice and, for uh, global. For global, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and then um, he only wanted two members for the interview, just because you know keep it sort of tight yeah. and stuff like that. But uh, we actually had Lucas. If you ever if you watch the video, the uh, Michael Myers doll in the corner is actually Lucas holding perfectly still. That's amazing. Well, that's something I'm definitely gonna check out, <laughs> and something that'll probably haunt it's me. It's on our YouTube. <laughs> Easter well, egg. Yeah, there you go. Um, no, that's awesome. Um, and it's really cool that, yeah, you guys just kind of started jamming and came together to form a band. I feel like every band I interview, it's always just happens that way. It's like, oh, we meet this person. Why don't you see if we can jam well together? And then yeah. next thing you know, it's everything else is history and you're a band. And then we needed our keys again. And so we needed some keys. And we were like, damn. And then, I mean, shoot. And then um, Ethan said, hey, I know this guy. I know this guy at the, at the program. He plays Wicked Keys. His name is Jay. You should come meet him. And then uh, we invited, like, the first time I ever probably met Jay, he came over to our apartment. And I was like, he just sat down in the keys. And within 15 seconds, he was hired. Yeah. And I actually jammed with Jay completely independently of that. I was just sitting behind the drums, and then he came in, sat behind an electric piano, and just started playing some Herbie Hancock. So okay. I started playing drums to it, and then he brought it into Riders on the Storm by the Doors. And then I was sold. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Very nice. That's awesome. Uh nice little story of how you guys formed and so because of your forming too you have this name melancholy caravan where does the name come from i want to know because it's so random and uh you know what people always say and i i didn't realize that it was like melon like the fruit and then collie like the border collie for the longest time i thought it was like melancholy like and then caravan like the dodge product yeah yeah but like when i <laughs> heard melancholy caravan i never like saw it in writing for a really long time so i just thought it was like the feeling and i was like oh sad truck why or sad van (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh my gosh you hurt these boys Uh, but yeah you want to give us a little anecdote as to where you got that name from yeah Yeah. Connor, you want to give us a little anecdote as to where you got the name from (laughs) yeah it's called thin air (laughs) um we used to have a terrible band name way back in the day i mean my buddy ezra uh, we used to go under the name Liver Shock, oh, which gosh. even saying now live on radio it makes me cringe. Yeah. But um, yeah, and we needed a new band name because to take ourselves seriously, we needed a new band name. Uh, <laughs> and we went through the just you know like I'm sure every other band you've ever interviewed has said this. We went through about a hundred thousand band names. Uh, they were all terrible. Some of them were better than others. Uh, and then we were all living at a house together in Portsmouth. Um, while we were like going to school and stuff, mm-hmm. and one time Ezra just like walked out of his room and looked at me and he said, Melancholy Caravan. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, okay, yeah. And then 
And there you go. So what does it mean? Absolutely nothing. Okay. But, you know, it can mean whatever you want it to mean if you think it means something. But to me, it means fruit, dog, and tent. Yeah. Fruit, dog, and tent. <laughs> that was the same way I was introduced to the band name was Connor walked out of Ezra's room and went, Melancholy Caravan. So it was just like a chain reaction. Like yeah, this domino much. effect yeah. of the name. Just enter a room, Melancholy Caravan. Yeah. yeah, and it stuck and it was cool, so. I kind of like that the name is like slightly nonsense because it's also a bit of a theme with her lyrics. Yeah. It's like a bunch of words that sound cool in a row, but they don't necessarily have any meaning behind them. Yeah. Um, At least the songs I write, <laughs> I don't know. The ourselves are slightly nonsense. So. Yeah. A little bit of nonsensical bits here and there. Well, cool. I'm glad I finally know where the name came from. And I was like, oh, it's so random. It really was random. Yeah, it's, yeah, totally. Yeah, like, but yeah. It, it just sounded good. And the rule of cool is if it sounds cool, it is cool. So. Yeah. That's a good ring to it, for sure. And it's unique. Um, so uh, we were kind of talking a little bit earlier when you folks came into the station. Um, and you've really been performing around Ontario um, doing some shows in Montreal, too. You just had a show in Hamilton. Um, and you got quite a few things going on in, like, the greater Kingston area um, in the next couple of weeks. Um, next month and a bit, I should say, rather. Because yeah. you were always saying something about September. Yeah, yeah. We're, we, we're currently sort of scheduled all the way up to September. Yeah, which is really awesome. Um, and I was going to say, how is it, what is it like being back performing performing live for audiences again? But now I know that you guys have only really been performing during COVID, really, um, and only ever since, like, the fall of 2021. So um, what is it like performing in general now um, over the last little, just under a year, I guess? I would scream in ecstasy, but I don't want to clip the mic. <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely nice to be out playing shows kind of finally after waiting for so long, being idle for so long, and also having kind of all of the steam and wind taken out of our sails. Yeah. Starting off hard in 2019 before the pandemic and then just having everything fall apart. Yeah. Having to build it back up from the ashes, so to speak. <laughs> uh, it, it feels good. It feels good to kind of be doing what we set out to do finally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anyone else want to speak to that? Yeah. Or Jay? It was a little weird for a while, like back in October, where people had to sit at tables for our, our shows, which is a very strange feeling because every time I'd performed before that, people were, you know, like standing or just packed in the room. Yeah. So to me, having people like sit at the table nice and calmly and, you know, not really doing much of anything was very, very strange. But now that it's more back to normal, it, it feels a lot better. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. And, you know, kind of from what performances were like back in October, like you were seeing people were sitting down and stuff, you can't really stand and like masked and stuff. And now you kind of have performances where people are like, you know, like moshing again. And like, it's really just like, it really feels like old times again. So what has it kind of been like for you as a band to go from that end of the spectrum to the other end of the spectrum, like all within like what, nine months, I guess? Um, I mean, it's a pretty beautiful feeling. Shout out the Toucan for being the rowdiest basement in the in the city um like i don't know it 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 really does provide a whole other level to the performance in my opinion um like for example on one of our songs nolly laser flip like the most exciting part of the song was when jay jumped into the audience and just got whipped around (laughs) shoved into a monitor and stuff and like you know like half of the performance was just the energy put into it and like everyone being like, I'm just going to, like, shake my body until a limb falls off or something. Yeah. You know, like, 
it's that that song was fun to play back in October of last year, but it doesn't really hit the same when yeah. everyone has to sit down. It doesn't quite the yeah. same when people aren't throwing themselves into people and other things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we respond to audience yeah. like energy as well. <clears throat> like we'll try and play our hardest regardless, but it's gonna be easier to play. It's going to be easy to put a lot more energy into our performance when we receive that back from the yeah. crowd. So people moshing hardcore, jumping around, being crazy, that makes us go crazy as well. Yeah. It yeah. just turns the whole amplitude of the show up even more. Yeah, for sure. And that's like with a lot of people who, you know, kind of, I guess, rely on like an audience for their careers, right? Like musicians, you oh, feed off like 100%. the crowd's energy, like even athletes, like, you know, people cheering in the crowd, like, you know, it was different. Like when COVID was at its peak and you know people i remember watching like nba games and it was just so quiet and like sad and like you know you don't have people cheering you on and it feels a little bit discouraging in that way but now um it's really glad that you folks can be back performing live in kind of usual normal settings as to at least what it used to be like back in 2019 and prior years and stuff small side tangent but one thing i noticed while watching nba games during the pandemic Mm -hmm. is they all took it less seriously. It honestly looked more like a gym game. Yeah. yeah. And I feel the exact same way about, like, doing music on the stage and stuff. Like, I know it's a new technology and some people are taking really good advantage of it. But in my opinion, I don't like doing live stream shows. And, like, like the, the the whole, like, oh, like it's so live different, stream yeah. concert for, for me and I think for the rest of the guys, like, it just doesn't hit. Like, for any audience members listening right now, the band will play better the harder you go. Like when they feel that coming off you, when the waves are bouncing back off the energy to them, they it literally makes the fingers go better. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think uh, audience goers, at least from my um, experience, are quite ready to go as like as hard as people would have been going at concerts before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Everyone's kind of still getting like, are we allowed to to jump around? Are we allowed <laughs> to mosh yet? Kind of thing. I mean, after a few beers, no one cares anymore. But uh, I think people are still uh, a little uneasy, especially in big crowds and stuff yeah. like that after all the isolation. Yeah. So I think it'll be a little bit longer until things are probably back up kicking uh, in terms of rock show crowds. But what we're seeing now is like, I'm not complaining. We still have tons of fun playing all our shows, even mm-hmm. though people are standing 10 feet back and watching. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and so um, during the pandemic, you folks also put out your Strange Cats album um, in June of 2020. And so I want to talk a little bit about the album. Um, what kind of inspired it and um, what were some of the influences behind the album, maybe? Um, if there were any, actually, I should ask. Um, and also, if you guys want to share some of your favorite songs off of the album, um, All right. each of you individually. Um, 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 actually, the album came out right before the pandemic. Really? As in... Uh, no, it didn't. Oh, June you're, 2020. You're, you're we recorded true. it before We recorded the it right before... Yeah. Right, that's right. That's right. We recorded it right before the pandemic. We this is why we bring before. the rest of the band yeah. members yeah. so we can fact check Connor. There you go. <laughs> Connor's just talking nonsense on the radio. Um, <laughs> Love the use of third person, yeah. <laughs> uh, as far as inspirations go, I mean, we've always been really big 90s alt-rock guys. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like what taught me how to play guitar. Um, there was, you know, like the usual requirements for inspirations for rock music, um, a little bit of sort of international sound as well. We had a sitar on the song Strange Cats, um, 
uh, you could call it international or just having listened to George Harrison a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, like some, some just like real lo-fi indie vibes as well. That album sort of like has big, big highs and low lows between like you look at the difference between the song like Strange Cats and the song like Song 4. There's like an, a perfectly clean, undistorted, you know, like indie mm-hmm. instrumental track and yeah. then Strange Cats, which is, you know, Got a real number on Spotify now, by the way. Yeah. Check that out. Um, love to see that. Just looking at your computer screen over there. Yeah. An actual number beside the place. Actual number, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. As far as, like, favorite song goes, I'll start. We'll go around. My favorite song off the album is Song 4. Or like Strange being Kids. the Wiggly Mushroom song? No, no, no. Song 4, the eighth song on the album. <laughs> oh, it's actually called... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, Lucas, what's your favorite song? For me, it's a lot easier to say because I wasn't involved yet, so I don't have the uh, quite the aftertaste of it that these guys do. (laughs) Ethan was on drums for that one, and uh, I I play it as true to form as I can with adding my my flair. Um, I'd say my favorite song is probably Strange Cats. I have the most fun playing that. Mm. We play it fast sometimes, we play it album tempo sometimes. It depends on the crowd, really. Or Connor. Come to the album as a pure listener as well, having not recorded it. Yeah, so I don't have that bias. Biased. Yeah. What's your favorite song of the album, Ethan? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> weirdly, I think it might be "Watch Out," the second last song on the album. It's a seven-minute long, slightly prog rocky song, mm-hmm. and I had a lot of fun playing it because it's kind of just like a composed through sort of thing where there's a bunch more sections than there needs to be. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I just had a lot of fun playing through with the changes and stuff like that. And it's the only track on the album that I play bass for. So I've got two instruments in there that I play, which is kind of fun. Okay. And what about you, Jay? Uh, my favorite song has to be Bath Road, probably. So I have the most fun with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good one, too. Yeah. Um, and kind of just going back to my original question with the album and stuff, um, is there like anything specific well i mean i guess in terms of like your musical influences you were saying like a lot of 90s rock and like some international sounds and stuff like that um but was there like is there like a cohesive theme to the album um was there like a message you were trying to maybe get across i don't know if anyone wants to speak to that if there was that uh i think i don't know about like a a theme there's certainly varied inspirations coming to the album Mm -hmm. but i think our goal when going into the studio was to have a song on the album was for like like there was a song on the album for everyone so there's like a hard rock song there's like a lo-fi indie song some more jazzy bits some more proggy bits Mm -hmm. more kind of like really pop rock kind of stuff like bath road was written as sort of like a pop song yeah a very like beatlesy inspired kind of thing Mm -hmm. so uh i think that sort of overarching theme of one song for everyone um was our our inspiration going into this studio um Actually, can I change my favorite song? My favorite song on the album is When I Sleep. Yeah. I've, I've changed my mind. Yeah. That was, yeah. It always gets that was my over. other favorite song. Yeah. We don't get to play that live more. No. Yeah. Someday. Soon. Soon. If you're listening. Soon. If it's Trademark. your favorite song, why don't you play it live? Well. Uh, that's not an answer. I, that's not a question I can answer for you. Okay. I can answer it. <laughs> it's because we uh, originally recorded that song with our old vocalist, okay. our player, Ezra. Uh, and that was one of the songs that, like, he wrote and wrote the lyrics for kind of all himself. That oh, okay. So it's, like, song. his song, so yeah. now that he's not in the band. That makes sense. Okay, like, we fair enough. 
could technically perform it live, but I just don't want to. I don't want to perform it without our yeah, friends. Yeah, that's to- totally fair. And it's like yeah. a little bit more personal to him and stuff for sure. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of the Strange Cats album, I think we might as well take a little bit of a break, play some of the album for our listeners, and then we can get back into our conversation. Should we start with the title track itself and then just kind of yeah, feel Yeah, Strange the Cats flows perfectly into When I Sleep. So just do those two together. Okay, there we go. I love it when like albums, like the songs are like, chronological for a certain reason and like they flow into each other well that is so crucial and when people like listen to an album for the first time and they just put it on shuffle i'm disgusted sorry if that's one of you <laughs> no, 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 I can't. The, the the flow of the album was like a very considered like we spent a good chunk of time like, like figuring out where out it goes to make all the songs more or less go into each other okay 100 record player on shuffle no. so. exactly yeah, Ex- you get maybe it maybe i'm old-fashioned you get it you get it all right, so let's start with Strange Cats, and we'll listen to When I Sleep, and we'll see where we go from there. It's the Strange Cats by Melancholy Caravan on CFRC 101.9 FM. Woo! We're back, and you're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM. That was Bath Road by Melancholy Caravan, who I am joined with here in the booth, and I'm so excited. Before that, we had their song, When I Sleep, and then we started that set off with Strange Cats. Um, Really good stuff. I mean, I've listened to it before, but now that you're here and with me in person, really good stuff, guys. And I'm so excited for you to perform next week. Only nine more days till our... Centennial concert. Are you guys hyped up to perform? So totally, yeah. Unbelievably. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Good, good, good. We love every opportunity to play the mansion. And when I was rationalizing it to myself, I was like, you know, uh, a centennial anniversary of a radio station only happens once. So pretty honored to be part of that. Yeah, you literally once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. uh, Yeah. You know, you're going to be playing for the world's longest running (laughs) campus community radio station. So, see, you, see you guys all for the bicentennial. <laughs> <laughs> Mountain Valley Caravan 2. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, you guys are performing at the mansion with us uh, July 29th, um, which we're very stoked about. Um, not that so much, you know, giving our listeners a tease of what they can expect at the concert. We just played some music. That's what people can expect. But energy-wise, stage-wise, like, what is it like to attend a Melancholy Caravan show for someone who's never been? I've been to one of your guys' shows at the mansion really bring the energy and you guys were awesome um and i just want to hear from you guys what would you tell audiences to expect he who brings his beer to the pit spills his beer in the pit yeah or she <laughs> he or she who forgets their hearing protection is a sad he or she yeah who who does not have uh, hearing as much hearing the morning after yeah. yeah neither do we though yeah. no that's true Except what remember ours <laughs> Uh, no, that's awesome. So, people who are listening, you got to be ready to bring the energy, um, get ready to dance and rock out on that dance floor, or, I don't know if you call it the dance floor, but I don't know what, the pit, the pit, let's just call it the pit, I don't know, um, but yeah, it'll be really fun. Um, bring some earplugs. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a, that's actually really good advice, because I always regret doing that when I go to a show there, (laughs) um, but yeah, no, it'll be really good, um, and so kind of going back to, um, writing your music and, um, you know, the creative process of your band, um, what does it look like, um, the creative process, and when, 
when it comes to writing new music? Do you guys kind of all collaborate to write new music or do you kind of individually work on music, bring it together and flesh it out more? Um, maybe a mix of both. Um, what's kind of um, been the way that it's been going about uh, with you folks as the band? Totally depends. It does yeah. really it's, depend, yeah. It's all over the place. Everyone says that, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. all over the place. Some songs, like, um, okay, here's a great example. A new song that we have coming out somewhat soonish. Um, it's called I Play the Bass. You'll hear that song when we uh, on the 29th. Woo? I Play the Bass was written in, like, 45 minutes yeah. or what? less, probably. Like, Ethan played a bass line. I said, that sounds sick. I played a riff that was inspired and... It was like, okay, cool. And then he said, lay me down. Un Here, you do it. Lay me down, a nasty beat. And then I was like, okay, there's a song. Yeah, we wrote yeah. the song. The chorus was the longest part. It took us like a little while. But, And then there's other songs, like our song Party, for example, which has gone through eight months of writing, several oh iterations, many heads banged against many walls. Yeah. Um, so, no, there is, there, is no, there is no recipe. No. No, yeah. it just sometimes goes, sometimes doesn't. Mm -hmm. Many songs have been forsaken and forgotten. Many songs happened in 15 minutes. Some of them were written entirely independently and then brought together. Yeah. And some of them were jammed out in a room. And that's yeah. how we decided, like, you know, how, how that goes. Nice. Yeah. I think a lot of initial ideas for our song start with, like, one or two people. Because Connor mm -hmm. and I are roommates, so we'll, like, bounce a song ideas kind of off each other just at their inception. Um, and so we'll get a little bit of work done that way, and then Lucas and Jay will kind of bring songs separately together to band practice whenever we convene, or bring them to our apartment to just kind of flush them out on acoustic. Um, there are songs of ours that um, we kind of all work on together at the same time. One specific one I'm thinking of is, like, the longer-form songs with many sections. Like, I no. had the original idea for just, like, a riff, song connor was like what about a breakdown and then lucas was like what about an acoustic part yeah. and i'm waiting on jay's part jay let's go yeah. <laughs> where's our key solo yeah yeah exactly Thanks. so it's kind of all yeah building the song together yeah it's really cool though that you have so many different processes to it but at the same time like when you kind of listen to the songs on the album and stuff like that like it really all comes together very well and you can't really tell um, like, it sounds very cohesive and like, you know, um, I mean, obviously like, yeah, you guys have all like put in a part of it, you know what I mean? But, um, you wouldn't be able to tell that like maybe one person wrote this song and one person wrote that song and like, I don't know, it just works. It flows. Yeah. That. And that's, uh, a sign of like, um, a good working group of musicians and stuff. So no, that's really awesome. Um, and, um, I know we were kind of talking earlier and, you know, um, the band has had of kind of had some people come and go um, throughout the last couple of years. Do you find that that affects your sound as a band significantly? I mean, obviously, like, you know, to some extent, like, you know, um, like, Ethan, you're not going to sing the exact same as, like, the previous singer. Um, and, I mean, you can kind of, you know, take anyone, replace them. And it's never, it's it's going to sound similar, but it's not going to sound, you know, to the T. Um, but do you find folks as a you know, from your own experience, is there anything that's really significant as to people coming and going or um, what has kind of been the growth and progress like since the formation of the band to now? Well, I definitely say we're not the same band that we started and recorded Strange Cats with. Mm -hmm. Three of the members uh, went separate ways. We have two new members that bring a whole bunch of different uh, influences and just like 
we've had so much more time to grow tighter as a group. So I think as soon as we get the time and the money to go and record and release our new material as this kind of version of Melancholy Caravan, it's going to sound, it's going to still sound like Melancholy Caravan, but it's going to sound like an updated, new, fresh version of cool. Melancholy Caravan. I mean, yeah, same writers. Same, same writers. Same, but... same writers, same, you know, same sort of, general sound i think when it focused through a lens it's going to have that same sort of like tinge of melon to it yeah <laughs> but um yeah it, it'll it'll sound different for sure but and it's not it's not such a bad thing it's going to sound very fresh and cool no, different is not always bad no i think in this yeah case, that's a good point good. yeah especially yeah. because i mean you know ethan and i were sort of you know in the band when everything on that album got written mm-hmm. and we wrote half of it so yeah you yeah. know. Um. Yeah. Um and so that album was put out um just over two years ago now, I guess. Um Don't remind me. Don't remind me. <laughs> I know, it's kinda of crazy looking back. Like it doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but unfortunately it is. Um but that's okay because you know, it's it's twenty twenty two. We're moving onwards and forwards. Um but uh is there anything new coming out with Melancholy Caravan um that you can talk about um not sure if you can or cannot because of i don't know s- secrets yeah yeah for but, sure yeah I if mean, you guys want to yeah, secrets, secrets are overrated yeah um we have a new song called i play the bass you yes. we already talked about he it. plays the bass i play the bass yeah <laughs> um no we don't have a release date for it yet mm-hmm. it's you know we're still just making sure that it's 100 percent perfect in the way we want it for when it does go live because you can't change it once it's on streaming yeah um we recorded it with uh, Sean Malt at uh, Big Moose, nice. um, which not Big Moose. Um, we Absolutely. recorded at Sean Malt with uh, Limestone Law. I'm getting yeah. my studios mixed up. Uh, Sean Malt, hi Sean, if you're listening, um, at uh, Limestone Lofts down on Brock Street. Wicked cool guy, wicked cool studio. Great place to record. Um, yeah, we so we did all the recordings of the single there, and we're just sort of making sure it's perfect. And then once it's perfect, it'll be uploaded on streaming, and you'll be you, you'll know the moment that we know. Our other 10 to 15 songs, we don't even have demos for yeah. yet, so... <laughs> Who's got the time? We're working and touring. Oh, I can... We need, we need, a, we need a, like, a tape machine in the van. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Or, I don't know, a record Soundtrack. label with maybe some budget, if anyone out there is listening. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You could get your big break right here at CFRC. Who knows? Right <laughs> um, oh, that's, uh, that's really awesome. And I know that you folks have a lot of shows coming up. Um, so obviously we got July 29th at the mansion, CFRC Centennial, um, that you guys are doing and you're opening up and, you know, no pressure, but being the opening band, you really got to set the energy for the rest of the night. So y'all better bring it. I know you will. I know you will. And people, you, you better show up because they're a band you don't want to miss. Um, but you got other stuff coming up. Do you want to talk a little bit about the other performances you got coming up, um, that you can disclose. Yeah, um, we are going to be playing on, so if you are a festival kind of person, you should definitely check out the Bannock Shack Field Bash. Um, you can find them on Facebook and stuff. It's a big old festival being held somewhere between Napanee and Roblin. It's on 420, uh, sorry, 520 Buttermilk Falls Road. Um, it's a big weekend festival, the last weekend of July. We're going to be playing on the Sunday at 4 p.m. there. Um, it's going to be a great big like sort of old school festival vibe a lot, a lot of just, like amplifiers with less PA systems um, in August um, our manager is shout out Wyatt hey Wyatt if you're listening love you buddy um, our manager is working really hard right now on some 
dates in July uh, that we can't quite confirm yet. However, mm -hmm. they will be happening. They're you mean August? Sorry, August. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they are going to be out of town. We're looking at uh, attacking um, Ottawa and Montreal uh, with, nice. uh, with our sound. And then we are going to be doing um, the sister festival to Bannock Shack Bash, which is called the Moon Howlers Bash, on September 10th. We're going to be playing that with Lotus Shaker. They're, they're the headliners, and we're one spot below headline on the Saturday night festival. Awesome. So that's we're pretty stoked too. Like Lotus Shaker's been around for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, being you know that close on the bill is like they cool. come up. Yeah. They come yeah. Up. That's they awesome. They come up real quick. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Big no, that's so much going on for the band. That's so exciting. Um, and, you know, I know you guys have, we were kind of talking about it a bit earlier, like you folks have kind of been playing around a little bit. What's your favorite city to play in? I'm curious. Mm. If people want to mm. go around. Montreal was fun. Montreal was fun. Montreal, yeah. Montreal's also a sick city. Montreal is a great yeah. city. It's such a cool scene there. Um, not just for music, but like any sort of arts thing, to be honest. Um, mm. It's awesome. I mean... Kingston definitely because yeah. this is this is really like because you know we're still we're, we're still you know like the 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 landing gear isn't even up yet mm -hmm. um, so this is the city where we have draw yeah, and where like we can food. yeah, yeah. <laughs> where we can you know pack a venue with people who yeah. have listened to us and are coming out to our shows and we don't have to like beg and plead and call mom to ask her to come to our show that kind of thing <laughs> yeah like we have an actual draw in the city which feels great. Um, but yeah, Montreal was sick. Montreal, Montreal, was, Montreal was really <laughs> sick. So that's the consensus. Okay, very, very cool. Um, no, that's awesome. Um, yeah, Montreal's a great city. I've been wanting to go there. Obviously not for, you know, me performing, because I'm not in no band, but mm. for the fun times. Um, but yeah, no, that's awesome. And uh, if people want to keep up with Melancholy Caravan and just be in the know about what's going on with you folks, um, how can people do that? Plug Instagram. away. Yeah. yeah, we're big on Instagram. Big on Instagram. Huge. Yeah, well, not huge yet, but that's where we pay attention. 500 followers. Let's go. go. We, uh, <laughs> we are at 400 and 492 followers last I checked. So okay. Please follow us on Instagram at melon like the fruit, collie like the dog, caravan like the um like the van on Instagram at right now please do it go open your phone if you're driving i don't care tell the, <laughs> tell the cop that connor gave you permission right now whip your phone out don't do that it's don't do it driving that's dangerous yeah. but <laughs> when you get legal to your destination yeah. yeah pull over pull over that, that, yeah. that's legal yeah. pull over yes, right now that. on the four put the hazies on, on yeah. Yeah. And exactly yeah. on those four ways yeah, yeah. there you go yeah. okay follow um, us on instagram um we also are our, our our beautiful wonderful talented drummer lucas is uh very adept with the ways of the internet and is building us a website yeah. right now. Ooh. Um, yeah, we've got a website coming down the pipeline. Uh, we started work on that uh, last night. It's about, I'd say, halfway done. It'll be up, I would say, the next month yeah. latest. We've, okay, that's we've, awesome. We've been some link.treE homies for yeah, a while. Yeah, we've been but, uh, people. The real website feels cooler. Yeah. Because yeah. then you can touch it however you want and make yeah. it look nice. Yeah, totally. No, that's so exciting. Um, so keeping up with you folks at Melancholy Caravan on Instagram, um, we'll stay tuned for the website as well. And, um, yeah. Is there anything else that you guys want to talk about, um, or anything that you want to add that we didn't get a chance to cover during our little hour hmm. long time together? That's a great question. Shout outs? Is anyone, yeah, shout outs? 
Uh, I guess. Hi, mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello, to uh, Ethan's mom, who's probably. I not. do want to also say, uh, if you're interested in buying any merch, just while I have this at the top of my head. Yeah. Have oh, I got too excited. Sorry, my arm <laughs> just banged it. Go ahead, take I'm it away again. Fired up about the t-shirts. Uh, yeah, if you go and check out our Instagram, we have a link there to uh, purchase t-shirts online. We haven't got the funds to buy the bulk for the uh, physical t-shirts yet, so we don't have t-shirts to sell at like a merch table at a show yet, but we have the online one set up. So if yeah. you go to our Instagram, you can check out the super cool designs from our friend Rex Bedonia. Shout out Rex, who yeah, designed definitely our shirts there. Yeah. Uh, and you can check them out, and they're super cool designs. Uh, I'm gonna get one myself because I just I just love Rex's art. Yeah. I think it definitely takes an army to get a band like properly off yeah. the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's really not just something. And you know, if you do do it all your on, all on your own, that's great. But I, I really do think that like any band who even looks like they've done it all on their own still takes an enormous amount of people. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, shout, shout out, out to our manager Wyatt for. Um, actually liking being on the phone and stuff like that <laughs> psychotic behavior um shout out to uh rex for the art as well as helping yeah. us load gear julia if yeah, you're listening we'd julia. like to give a shout out to julia our sound person who's um, been doing sound for us the last couple of shows uh shout out to james atkinson from the mansion for showing Angie us Wimmer. how yeah. good we can sound shout, shout out to my luke's mom, mom. Yeah. Yeah. we rehearse at her place by the way uh all bands out there um, rehearse in your drummer's mom's basement. Do it now. That's that the only place to rehearse. It's nice. The best way to do yeah. it. Or, you know, other bands that rehearse in basements. Or garages. Or, 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 or garages. No, I do know a few bands that actually, like, it's I'm, specifically I'm, the drummer's house that I'm, you rehearse I'm at. Looking, which is yeah. fair, because it's a big piece I'm of I'm looking directly at you, Hinterwood. I know who yeah, you are. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, Jonah, Jonah, Jonah. <laughs> uh, I think it's actually Max's, but... Yeah. Oh. I went there for a jam once. It was really, really super fun. They okay. were awesome. We hung out just for a while. Um, oh, it's, it, it's actually funny enough and really not too far from where Lucas's house is. No. Okay. So, um, but yeah, it was a super fun time. I can't wait to play with them. It's going to be sweet. Yeah. So yeah. first time on a bill with them. It's yeah. going to be fun. Also, shout out to Hinterwood for just coming back off of an 18-day tour. That's super huge. I know. We can't wait to do that thing ourselves, yeah. but like that is mad respect. That's super cool. Yeah. I know. Um, shout out to uh, Cowboy Jim. For uh, coming to like all of our all shows of since he found us, I'm sorry, Jim. I don't know your last name, but you're <laughs> sick. Uh, Very good hat. Shout out to Harvey Dolphin of the Mansion and all the homies Muziki. there and of Muziki. Um, that's another lovely um, venue that has given us a lot of support. Because mm-hmm. when we were first trying to like get our chops playing live, um, it was difficult to uh, you know just like book venues because venues want to be like, yeah, who are you? Yeah. yeah. Um, but the Muziki crew um, were like, oh, yeah, here, do you guys want to play, like, four week- four weekends in a row? Oh, hours. what's that? We're going to call you three hours before the show to come play a Sunday afternoon. And we're still going to do it. And we're still going to do it. We, play, we, those we play those shows. We do play yeah. those shows. Play those shows. Nice. Um, but, yeah, so shout out to that as well. And if you are a venue booker listening right now, uh, book those bands. Trust me, they want to play, dude. Yeah. They will yeah. They will always bring the thunder. Listen to their Spotify first, though. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to the Staircase and Muziki. Oh, yeah. Big <laughs> shout out to the Muziki Staircase. Shout out to the Mansion Staircase, too, actually, for being one of the better staircases yeah, no, I've ever had to load yeah. gear up. Yeah. There you go. There's there's so much things to shout out. Um, we're basically just killing airtime at this point. Um, but I'd like to say shout out to you who's listening right now. I Yeah, you right there. 
in your white Honda Civic. I know who you are. Yeah, I know. You may think this is weird, but I know who you are right now. Um, thank you for listening to our radio show. Thank you to Alex for having us on the air. And big thank you to CFRC for Absolutely having us here and doing this interview. Oh, my gosh. Of course. It's our absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me on air. Shout out to you guys. Shout I love this. Shout out to flavors. Shouting out energy that we have. But no, it was really a pleasure speaking with you. I'm so glad I finally got to like um, meet you folks in person. Um, and I really look forward to your performance at our Centennial concert. Remember, folks, our Centennial concert, last plug, is happening Friday, July 29th. It's only nine days away, which is crazy. Um, happening at the mansion at 506 Princess Street. Melancholy Caravan is opening the night up for us. Tickets are $12 in advance or 15 at the door. And you can visit cfrc.ca for more information. Or you can go visit the link in our Instagram bio and get your tickets there. That's probably the easiest way about going about it. Um, we have other amazing musicians performing, like Frank Ryan. We have the Codas um, and Hinterwood, like we were mentioning. And so it'll be a really, really fun night that I don't think anyone's going to want to miss. Um, but thank you again, everyone, for tuning in to In the Booth. We'll catch you next time. And thank you again, um, Melancholy Caravan, for coming in to chat with us. It's been a pleasure speaking with you, Jay, Ethan, Lucas, and you can also catch the tickets on our Instagram too at Melancholy Caravan. Melon Go bring them to 500 followers. Thank you. And yeah, Let's follow that link in the bio. Buy oh. some tickets, come to the show. It's going to be sweet. Awesome. Um, what song should we end off from the album? Song, song four. Song four. I knew you guys were yeah. going to say that. Okay. I, I also want to know now because I got to see if I know it. But yeah. Song four. Goodbye, Kingston. Bye, guys. Roll.